Before getting into today's episode, we'd like to thank Mac Performance PT for sponsoring the Walk-On Pod. For more on their services and contact information, click the link in our Instagram bio where you will be led to their website. Mac Performance PT, helping Sacramento athletes live life without limits. Thank you for tuning back into the Walk On Pod. Uh, we have another special guest with us today. I'm really excited. Uh, it's one of my former teammates. He's uh, he's made a name for himself professionally now, uh, and I think it's going to be a really good conversation. We have Brooks the Bishop with us today. Brooks, man, appreciate you being on. What's up, fellas? Happy uh, happy to finally be on here. You know, I've been uh, been following you guys from from the jump, and oh. uh, I think I've listened to all my former lumberjacks on the pod. Yeah. So we love the family photo in the background. You know what? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's me. That's real wholesome. And then we've got younger brother, older brother. Yeah, <laughs> we're uh, we're really not... group, you know. Yeah, it, it definitely it definitely uh goes to show Brooks is he's a family guy. He definitely is a good guy all around. But um, no, I think uh Brooks he alluded to it a little bit. We were teammates at NAU, and uh, I think I've name dropped Brooks a couple times about when I first got there, like he was someone that I leaned on, uh, him and Jojo were probably the two that I was closest with that weren't Nick. And, uh, so that was kind of where our relationship started, um, uh, just to clear that up. But, uh, we usually throw it to the guests now, Brooks, you know, you can start wherever you want about your story. And then, uh, you know, I know I have some notes that I want to go over as well. And these guys are ready, but you know, throw it to you. You can go wherever you want. We'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, I guess, uh, well, let me just start from the beginning, you know, grew up, you know, three sport athlete um, from like, I don't know, first grade or whatever, football, basketball, baseball, kind of played all three equally, you know, each season, you know, um, three, four months and then jumped to the next one. And then uh, I want to say when I got to high school, I was about 5'11", 150 pounds. So, you know, I was a decent sized 14 year old, but not not a recruitable basketball player by any means but played baseball football all that and then uh grew to six two my sophomore year six five my junior year and I think around my junior year I was I dropped baseball and was just playing football and basketball and was kind of trying to decide what I thought I had a better chance at um you know playing at the next level at and uh then I grew to six, 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 seven my senior year summer. And about by that point, I hadn't been recruited by anybody at all, really. Um, but by, by that 17 year summer, I was about six, seven, was playing with uh, Adidas gauntlet team, um, traveling around. So, you know, I was going to showcases, trying to, uh, you know, show my game any way I could. And I would have guys at the showcase be like, hey, what schools are you getting recruited by? And I'd be like, literally nobody. And they were like, you haven't talked to any D3s and AIs? Like, I've not talked to a college coach in my life. Not one conversation, phone call, text, nothing. Um, so this guy at the camp's like, hey, well, I'm going to, like, get on at least, like, local teams or whatever. So that next weekend, so the weekend before um, our D- our team went to Vegas for the summer finale um, on the Adidas Gauntlet. And uh, I had, like, three or four D3 and NAI coaches locally just, like, kind of say, hey, we're going to check you out this weekend. We'd love to have you. But I kind of knew I could play at a higher level than that. I like had confidence in myself that, um, you know, no disrespect to the guys that are playing D3 or NAI or anything like that. But I was like, you know, I, I think I can um, 
play at the D1 level and that's what I wanted to do. So, but really before that point, I didn't, I hadn't even thought about it. Like I never, I was like, I don't think I'm a recruitable guy. Like no one had, you know, hadn't talked to anybody. Um, and then between the summer of my, uh, going into my senior year and like the end of my senior year, I grew about another inch and then ended up, uh, you know, getting offers from NAU and university of Idaho, both to walk on, um, as a freshman. And then they both said, you know, you come in, have a good freshman year. We'll put you on scholarship that next year. And so the whole idea was come in red shirt, grow, um, as a player and everything, and then be on scholarship as a redshirt freshman the following season. So I ended up uh, taking my talents to Flagstaff from there. Um, and, you know, when I went on my official visit, we, you know, played pickup with the guys. And I was like, you know, I think I can play with these guys. Like, I, I think I can um, at least compete and try to get on the court a year from now, a year and a half from now after I redshirt. And so, you know, I got there in the summer and Luke could probably tell you some Coach West stories, like how he uh, gets on the incoming freshman. But yeah, uh, yeah. Coach Wes Pfeiffer, who's my guy, um, texted with Wes the other day, but uh, he always would get on the new guys, put them through intense defensive drills. And uh, believe it or not, coming into my freshman year, like I uh, I thought of myself as an okay three-point shooter at, for a big. Like, you know, I was like, okay, I could step out and shoot, shoot threes here and there. So I remember my uh, – I'd been on campus for like two or three weeks. It was middle of July. And we were playing a scrimmage and I finally get subbed in jog, jog down the court. I'm like the trail four man and the point guard flips it to me. And I jack up like a 25 foot three air ball, like a foot to the left. Wes immediately subs me out and goes, the hell was that, man? I thought you were a shooter, you know, and it was just on my head from jump. And I was like, Oh, well, this is not what I uh, expected. But then, um, yeah, so I went through that whole summer, basically like, hey, you're going to redshirt, you're going to sit behind. We had two senior bigs, two sophomore bigs, and, and another freshman big who uh, were all ahead of me on the depth chart. So I was like the sixth big on the roster and then just kind of tried to work every day, take care of uh, what I could. And then I think after our third game, um, Coach Murphy called me at his office and said, hey, I want to pull your redshirt and put you on the court. So then uh, – Played about 15, 20 minutes a game as a freshman. And then from there started 20 or 25 games as a sophomore. And then junior year started, I think, every game. And then uh, for our senior year, Coach Murph left. Coach Burkar stepped in as the interim head coach. And uh, I kind of felt like that was a second birth of my basketball career. Because prior to that point, I was pretty much just a role guy on the team basically I tried to just you know be in the right position on defense rebound kind of be a glue guy and help my teammates and coach Burkhart told me hey I think you can be the best player on our team and our best big and we can throw you ball, the ball on the post and trust you to score and things like that and I hadn't really done that at all really in my life to that point because I wasn't really a big until 17 and so you know to that point I was pretty much just you know Glue guy trying to fit on the court and then uh, really took off. Felt like my senior year had a pretty good year. And then uh, our season ended in middle of March with uh, COVID. We didn't get to play a postseason uh, tournament. And then uh, after that, headed overseas. So uh, 
from there, I spent my first pro season in Belarus over by uh, Russia. Um, man, when I first got out there, it was like, I landed, I literally thought, I, I can't live in this place. Like, this is not going to work. No one spoke English. They had me in a tiny, tiny apartment, probably. I don't know. My, my bedroom was the size of my bed. And then it was enough space on one side for my laptop, laptop to fit, to charge. And then the bed was against the wall. That was like the size of my bedroom. Jeez. Yeah. What, a, what team, a, what team did you play for in Belarus? Team is called uh, BC Borisvin in a town called Muggy Love. Um, I'm fact checking this right now, but my teammate from last year plays in Belarus right now. And yeah, I I'm like, I think he plays, I think he plays for BC Borsten as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. He's, he's playing yeah. really well for them out there too. So that's, that's small world. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was for sure thankful to have like an opportunity just to get over there, especially with COVID and everything that was going on. It was, it was tough to get on a team. Um, but that first year really like kind of opened up my eyes to like how tough the overseas hoops thing can be just being away from family for 10 months consecutively, um, being in a country where nobody spoke English. Like I want to say on a daily basis, I might run into two or three people that could have a conversation with me outside of uh, my teammates. Um, food was different. Um, it was just difficult situation, but, um, you know, I had a decent year, and then um, last season I signed with a team in uh, Germany, Frankfurt, Fraport Skyliners, um, in the BBL, which was a really good opportunity for me at that point, and uh, went down there, had a good preseason, and then uh, hurt my knee and was out for four months from September to December out there, and then spent the next five months after that kind of trying to fit my way back in the lineup and claw back into the lineup. Um, and then this past season, I spent uh, three or four months in Mexico down in Guadalajara. And then uh, the last six months just got back last week from uh, Kosovo playing for uh, KB Pristina out there. So that was kind of long winded, but just kind no, of, that was good. That was great. That was, that was really good. Um, So I kind of want to start back in high school. And then we'll sure. work our way all the way up. I know, I know these guys probably have other questions as well, but you kind of skimmed over high school a little bit. Um, you were on a very notorious high school basketball team, correct? Especially in the state of Oregon. Yes, sir. In the state of Oregon. Well, so full disclosure, I was a varsity team member in 2015 and 2016, my junior and senior year. But the four years I was in high school, the Westland Lions won the 6A state championship each of those four years. Um, so we're the only team, I think that's pretty sure the only team that's ever won four consecutive in the big classification in the state of Oregon. Um, my, uh, high school teammate and one of my very best friends today, uh, Peyton Pritchard was our point guard. He was three time player of the year in the state of Oregon. And they went on to university of Oregon, all American and first round draft pick for the Boston Celtics, um, where he's at now. So, uh, yeah, we had him, we had, uh, our, our starting two guard my senior year uh, just got signed by the Las Vegas Raiders, plays DB. Our starting three man um, is a professional baseball player. He's uh, with the Pittsburgh Pirates organization. Our starting four man played professional overseas for two seasons, and then I was our starting five. So five professional athletes at our starting five. 
Um, and then off the bench, we had uh, two guys that played Division two basketball, a guy that played D2 football, and then a couple of other dudes. But, um, yeah. Athletes. Yeah. No, it's, that's, a, that's a special lineup. Um, I was going to say, so coming from that, where it's obviously a high-level competition, and like you said, there's all these different athletes from different sports, how do you think that prepared you for what was to come in college? Because I know a lot of people talk about, like, a big jump or a big – you know, shock in terms of like the way things are ran. But like, if you come from a high school such as that, that like everyone holds themselves to a certain standard, did that change the way that that transition was for you? Yeah, I will say uh, my high school coach, Eric Vukula, one of my favorite coaches I've ever had. And uh, he did a great, great job preparing us for high school, but he could be, I mean, in my opinion, he'd be a very good college coach as well, but um, you know, he, he was a career high school coach, but I mean, we used to have full-blown scouting reports, watched film on other teams, um, ran practices. Um, not as hard as Jack Murphy or Shane Burkhardt's practices up in Flagstaff, but um, for high school practices, we freaking got after it um, and competed. And our team was so talented those last two years, especially that like our our hardest days were competing against each other in practice. And we had a bunch of dudes that really loved to just win. And so like we had wars in practice because we knew we were going to go play a team on a Tuesday night that we might be by 40 or 50 points. Um, so a lot of, a lot of the way we got better um, and really set the foundation for each of us to be successful as college and then pro athletes, I think was just the way we got after it every day, like the mentality we showed up to every day to, to work. Um, and I think that carried over pretty well to NAU, you know, obviously the speed of the game and, the bigs at the college level are totally different than high school, but um, it didn't take me too long to adjust. Yeah. I, um, I was going to say, it's funny you say that because there's always like the cliche saying that coaches say where it's like the game should be easier than practice. And like, that's about as real as it gets for you guys. Like it, it probably was a lot more difficult in practice than it was in games. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, our, uh, our, our starting shooting guard who, uh, who I said is, uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders, he's a cornerback was probably the best perimeter defender in the state. And we obviously had the best player in the state and there are two of those guys are also best friends, but like at practice, there was countless times where they almost, or did get to throw in hands because they were just like, we got to go every day and compete, which was fun. Like we had so much fun. Um, looking back at it, those were like some of the best times just like, getting after it and competing every day in practice. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then Jared, I don't know if you had something to touch on for, for the high school portion here, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm going to bring up the elephant in the room. Oregon doesn't have a shot clock. We're getting one in 24, (laughs) I believe, or maybe this, this year upcoming season. We are getting the word. I've watched one high school basketball game. Yeah. I actually wasn't thinking about it. It, it was me. It was a rough. It was a rough watch. The ending score was twenty-two to eighteen. You know what? Uh, I I'm like the biggest pro shot clock advocate. I mean, I think once you play at a level that there's a shot clock, you then realize how absurd it is for there not to be a shot clock. Yeah. So um, did you guys slow it down, or did you guys just like because you had so much talent, you guys just blew doors off of everybody? No, we we played up tempo and and ran. Um, actually teams tried to slow us down and hold the ball. Um, and my high school coach was like, Hey guys, 
these guys are going to hold the ball against us. We're not going to just stand there and let them do that. So we, if a team decided to stand at half court, we would run and jump and half court trap and like, we'll let you shoot a quick, you know, open three. We'll, we'll rotate and, and try to close out to you, but uh, we weren't going to let anybody hold the ball. Um, and for the most part, when teams tried to do that, it kind of snowballed after a minute because we just create some turnovers. And even if they got a couple buckets, it was like we'd rather them get shots up than just hold the rock every time. But I can't wait for there to be a high school shot clock next season in, in Oregon. I think it's good for the game. I think it's good for player development, all that stuff. Okay. You you should be on the board for the uh, wasn't it wasn't an or was it an yeah, Oregon seriously. where the game was one four to two was there was that an Oregon I, I have no clue in you know what in the uh, in the big classifications of say in five a you don't see that as much but like when you get some of those towns over by the beach that there's like forty seven kids at the school I think you get probably some janky things going on with the uh, basketball they're playing four corners yeah. yeah when I went to the game in Ben I went to the game it was the two high schools in Ben were playing each ben. other. Yeah, and they literally did that. It was like four minute possessions. Yeah, Ugh. that's awful. That's yeah, that basketball. Dance the whole four minutes. Yeah. So, all right, good. I'm glad you guys are getting a shot clock, getting back into the uh, 21st century. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny, but uh, so then when we get to NAU, you think you're gonna redshirt that year? What? How did your mindset have to change right after that meeting you had with Murph? Like, oh, okay, now I got to be ready to get in here and play. Like, how did it change for you? Yeah, I mean, so first of all, it was like, I was like, when they recruited me, they're like, hey, you're going to redshirt. And like the first time I met Murph, we were at, uh, I went to lunch with my mom and my dad and Murph. And my Murph's like, hey, we're thinking about probably redshirting him. My dad was like, fantastic. He needs to redshirt. He weighs 200 pounds. He needs to put on weight. He needs to get better. Like, he can't play college basketball next year. No way. That's redshirt. Perfect. Murph's like, great. We're on the same page. Let's do it. And so I want to say that the whole summer, I was not any good. Tired all the time from just the workload and adjusting to the 7,000 feet. Yeah, I was about to say the elevation definitely kicks in there. Um, And then I want to say when I we came back after, you know, a short little break for school, you know, I wasn't probably strong enough yet um but what i did i would do was i was able to pick up the concepts and what we were trying to do defensively in terms of rotations and being in the right spot and defending ball screens and things like that and so as we got closer to the season i felt like you know hey i'm like if something happened i feel like i could go in the game and perform well but i was still like pretty set on like you know let me save this year and be a freshman next year and you know go from there. Um, and in our first, we played three games in like three days, um, at Santa Clara, we played like Santa Clara, Tennessee tech and, uh, UC Davis three days in a row. And, uh, I can't remember if it was Corey or Zay, but one of them sprained their ankle and the other one got in foul trouble. And those were our third and fourth bigs off our, you know, our two off the bench bigs. And, we were when Stephen Stanley had to get in there and battled, which, you know, uh, Stephen Stanley was, a, was a good walk on for us. Um, but, um, I think after that Murph was like, Hey, we need more depth. And then told me, you know, you're going to get in there and play. And I basically was like, you know what, I'm not opposed to it. I just don't want to be, you know, the fifth big and like, I'm, you know, playing every fifth game and I'm wasting a year. And he's like, no, 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 you've shown it in practice. You're going to be the first big off the bench. And so, from that first game, I, I 
was the first sub and, you know, played 18 or 20 minutes a game that whole year. I think it, it's funny. So I don't even, you probably, I'm sure we've talked about this, but Jared and I went to NAU Sac State at Sac State that year. And I, I remember you playing like significant minutes. I don't know if that, if, um, if Akko got in foul trouble or something, or I remember one of the bigs barely played. And then I remember you played like heavy minutes. So I was like, when, then when I went to my visit, which was after your guys' season, I remember you came over to like me and my parents were like talking to us. And I was like, hey, uh, when me and Jerry went to watch, he was one of the like main players. He, he played a lot of minutes and stuff. So it's funny that you say like you were ready to just go in, like if your name gets called, you know, do what I had to do for however long it was. But like, I didn't even, this is the first time I'm learning of that because I thought of you as like you went in and you were one of the significant role players from the jump. Yeah, but um, no, it was uh, it was, yeah, it was weird. I, it, it's one of those things where I feel like everyone has this moment, but like you have a moment. I feel like you get to campus and it's like it's way too fast. You everything is you know you you can't make a shot. You can't even can't dribble. Concepts are coming too quick, and then like at some point it just like clicks and kind of slows down. And I hit that point probably like a week before our first game, and at that point it was like okay, this kid's doing good, but, like, he's probably not ready to play. And then, you know, from there, you improve rapidly, I think. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a really good point, actually. I'm, I'm going to run it through my head. Well, yeah, Brooks, what do you think, like, just from your perspective, since we're kind of on this, what do you feel like Murph saw in you that, like, made him feel comfortable throwing you out there? Because that's, like, a big thing now, right, is, like, playing freshman and freshman that, that play, like, okay, well – what outside of like the you know highly ranked five-star guys like it's hard to find a freshman that a coach is going to feel comfortable throwing out there so what do you think you did like intentionally or unintentionally that made Murph feel comfortable yeah well I mean uh really what it came down to at the end of the day was um that I could forget offense scoring the ball at all um creating anything for anybody else. It pretty much came down to the fact that I could be in the right position on defense. I boxed out heads, ball screens and rebounded and ran the floor. You know, that's basically all I did. Um, and it was funny, actually, at one point during my freshman year, um, one of our other bigs messed up something on like an X out or something. And Murph stopped the drill and said, do you know why Brooks plays in front of you? And the guy was like, oh, and he said, it's because he stands in the right spot on defense. That's it. <laughs> there you go. And so There you go. Uh, I hope I hope every high school kid listens to this. No, that's yeah, a great high school that I know, like, listens to this and just replays that in their head. No, and I, I think that what people don't understand is, like, I mean, I remember before I went to NAU, I was like, oh, I got to, I got to become a college player so I'm in the gym working on like running you know catching shooting threes off of like movement and stuff you know trying to like add to my bag and stuff and like you don't feel like that. <laughs> the only shot I'm taking this year is a free throw a layup and maybe a top of the key just stand stand still three like those are the only things that are gonna happen <laughs> he goes to Wes he says can I get the Doug McDermott bag please yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> um you know it's funny Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, it's funny because we had the three-point license at that point. And so, like, <laughs> if you didn't – to, to explain the three-point license, basically the it was – uh, 
What? You don't know what this license. is, Tom? Come on. You had to get a driver's license to shoot threes at an Yeah, exactly. <laughs> specific nobody, drills. Why has nobody could, ever told hey. me about this? When okay, well, back, we I'm not going to say anything hot negative, but I can tell you why. Bro, no, I, right, you know, honestly, right, I kind of right, liked right. it. But, um, yeah, it's the best Luke, thing because it's easy. Because, yeah, for Luke, making 47 out of 50 is not that difficult, you know? He just, that's just that's a bro. Tuesday for Luke. It was funny, right. but it's that's funny the thing though. That. Is like it's like a it's like an easy way for me to tell you like or to tell you about yourself. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's insane. My, my problem with it was like we were we were having full blown practices, and like after the first like three days of practice, like only Luke and one other guy were allowed to shoot threes. So like I'm like, hey, Murph, <laughs> do we just not like do I have to close out because no one can shoot? Like, am I just standing in the paint today because no one's allowed <laughs> to shoot threes? So at that point, I was like, what's going on? Like, but Bro, when people start cheating the not, drills in practice. <laughs> yeah, but the concept of it's like not ridiculous, you know. Bro, That's actually it, hilarious. It's so funny. Nobody, wanted, oh. nobody was probably playing defense. T- Tommy, when you come back, I- I'll give you the, the Solano College driver's license drills. We're short, we're short, we're short clothes on everyone except for LA and one more one more guy. Yeah. Well, and it, uh... the, the double-edged sword of me as a player and person which la knows this all too well is that like if i think something is stupid we're just calling him la now oh that's all i call him that's all brooks knows me by yeah that's la but uh mr abdolovich any any time he knows like if if i think something's a little bit janky or funky or like that's not gonna work i just i'm like hey that's that's not that's not it that's not gonna work and i i (laughs) i express my opinion and that that's hurt me at times in my career um and it's helped me at times, um, but usually me and the coach have to come to some sort of understanding at some point with that in regard to that. You know, it, it's funny you bring that up because I uh, I've, I remember a scout. I don't remember what game it was, who we were playing, but I remember a scout where we're going over, like, the way we're guarding somebody, and you were like, Murph, that's not going to work. And he was like – he, like, looked at you like, what do you, what do you mean it's not – like, this is my scout. Like, you can't tell me it's not going to work. And you were like, I know him. Like, he's, that's not going to work. He's going to shell us. And, and he like looked at you crazy. And like, everyone in the room was like, is he serious right now? And then like, this was the first day of the scout. So like we had two days and by the end, it actually adjusted to what you were saying. And it was so funny. And then everyone was like, oh, I guess Brooks gets to say it. And then later in the season, Murph was like, do you guys remember when Brooks told me my scout was wrong? He can say that stuff because he has a great IQ. Some of you guys need to learn from him. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is turning into a thing now. But it was so funny because I'm glad he's being honest about it because he, he was not afraid to say if, like, and it got with the three-point license. I remember he took a three once and missed it, and they were like, do you have your license? He was like, I don't care. I'm open. I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> I did do that. Probably more than once I probably did that. Bro, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's not uh, though. It's it's Tom, actually it's good drills. Tommy, it's good drills. Yeah, just think just just think about your team, Tom, and think about the quality of shot, how high it was. Right, go. right. It's just I just can't like. Hey, you know what? My high school. Coach I just know. Yeah. yeah, my high school coach had a saying: "If you don't shoot them, they'll never go in." It's true. That's that's. You think you think that your Brooks, do you think your ability to be in the right position on defense has anything to do with the fact that there's no shot clock? That you had a lot of I mean, time. Come on, man. That's a low blow. <laughs> I was I was in the right position at uh like there, it, there, it was unlimited what, amount of time to play defense. What are we Eventually doing, I was gonna man? get in the right spot. What are we doing? Come back to this. You know what? Uh I act in all seriousness, I, I think I'm just kidding, Briggs. I'm no, just kidding. No, no, but I think the thing that uh prepared me honestly the most for like just uh being able to play that role as a freshman and sophomore 
was that like growing up, I was, I've never been, or had never been the best player on any team I ever played on because from the time I was nine, I was playing with a future NBA player and like several other guys that were probably better than me. Like I was always like the glue guy, the fourth, fifth guy, just trying to, you know, set screens, rebound, make, make winning plays. So when I got to college, I wasn't like, I think some guys have this, um, a little bit of a shell shock when they're not the best player on the team anymore. And they have to adjust to being a role or for me, like I was a role player my whole life. So it was kind of natural. Like I wasn't, I didn't have any idea that like I need to be this hair that I was like, there's something to get on the court, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that 95% of people that play basketball can't figure out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like being self-aware. When I think it, it puts you in a position too, where you were like, I know my opportunity will come to be in this role and like, I'm ready yeah. to, to be the best player in that role. Like you weren't like, I'm going to go out there and be the leading scorer. You're like, I'm going to be the best green setter. I'm going to get every offensive rebound. Like, you know what I mean? Like you knew exactly what you needed to do and you were ready to do it at the highest. And I feel like Jared always says this, like self-aware, like you got to know where you are on the team. And like, when you, that opportunity comes, then you'll be ready to to kill it. And like, your story basically shows that that's that's basically how you got to approach it. Yeah, this week this week is all about being self aware. <laughs> I like it. This no is good. Um. Okay. So actually, one more one more three point license soundbite that Tom will like. Um. Okay. So I got my three point license as a red shirt when we all knew I wasn't gonna play, and I remember I went to Murph and I was like, "Oh, Murph, I got um, I got my five uh, completions. Like, I got my license." He was like, "Oh, LA, you didn't you didn't need to do it. Like, you're on scout team." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> my fault." <laughs> It was it was just like that's 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 what I'm saying. I think it was good drills. Like I liked it. I still do it to this day. So just to check where I'm at. Yeah, Tom. It's good. I told you all. I never we'll, said we'll, the we'll drills were bad. I just that's no. I'm saying yeah, Tom. I can't wait for you to get the driver's license drills going. Uh, I don't know. He might not pass. Nah, he's gonna pass. <laughs> I'm kidding. You'll yeah, pass. That was pass. that was. You'll pass. You'll pass. You'll I don't. Pass. I don't acknowledge stupidity. Yeah. yeah, but as you oh, no, no, don't go that far because there are a few tough ones. And if you don't pass, I know you'll be extremely upset. Why would I not be upset about not finishing shooting? Growth? Like thinking that you'll finish it the first time, but it may take you a few times. Hey, Amen. It's all about getting better. That's it. Um, there we go. Self-aware. Right, we can we can move past the three-point losses. So I kind of want to fast forward. I know these two will want to get into you and me playing together, but we'll we'll get to that. But I want to have one question. Tonight. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, to your senior year. Now, again, you kind of downplayed it. You did say you had a really good year, which is true, but you were an all-league player. You were an academic all-American, not just like a nominee. You were an academic all-American. And like, honestly, our offense ran through you. Like, obviously, Cam was our point guard. Bernie was a key part, but we we ran an offense that you were at the focal point, and we ran around you. How do you feel like you? got your game to a point where you were able to be that focal point of the offense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, I guess um, like, I guess the most unique thing that I did as a five was, you know, probably passing the ball and distributing the ball um, and playing a lot through the elbows and the top of the key, um, which now you're seeing that, like that's what everyone in the NBA is running. Yeah. You're, you're first, you're Jokic. Hey, he really uh, was. West Piper, this guy. He told me, Jokic, Jokic, because he never could say it right. But that's what that was. <laughs> was before Jokic was an MVP. This was like when Jokic was like, you know, the fat, smelly guy that was like pretty good at passing, you know. But, uh, um, but yeah, I've always prided myself on being a good passer. Um, like 
as a kid all the way through high school, I, w- I always like, I'd much rather make like a sweet pass than like have a dunk. I don't know. I just like, that's what I enjoy. I played quarterback in football, um, was a pitcher in baseball. Like I like to distribute, you know, distribute the rock. Um, and so I felt like I always did a good job of that, but my first three years, I was just a, you know, and like any other player in the offense, like if I happened to catch the ball in a short roll or, um, cutting, I feel like I could make a pass. Um, and then, um, when Burkhardt got the, the interim job, we sat down and met and just kind of like talked through, he wanted to know what I saw myself or how I saw myself. And he let me know how he saw me. And I told him, you know, I think, you know, let me take the center away from the rim and open up cutting lanes for guys and, and playing that way would be really effective. And he told me he thought I could be a lot better score in the post. Um, and from there, me and uh, coach Tyler Ogenen worked a lot on my post game to, to become more proficient scorer. And then, you know, that allowed me to be even more of a threat passing because, you know, you couldn't just leave me one-on-one necessarily. Yeah. No. And so like we ran a five out offense basically where you kind of had the freedom, like, on paper, you could have gone to the top of the key and we swing it through you, and that's when cuts happen. But, like, you more than any other big that really we ran with that system, like, had a lot of free reign to, like like you said, roam around the elbows, go to the blocks, set screens opposite. like, And you, more often than not, were making the right decision and the right play. So I feel like it goes back to kind of like what we're talking about, your IQ and, like, knowing where you're supposed to be on the floor and all that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, like you rebounded really well too. And I feel like that helped. I, I, Jared and I talk about it a lot. Like for me personally, being the shooter on the floor, um, I think you looked for me a lot, a lot more than I even took for, I probably took for granted how much you looked for me. Um, so I don't know. I know I told you this over text message recently, but like hats off to you because it took me to have someone that didn't look for me the way you did to realize how good of a passer you really were out of the post. So, and I know that part of the game translates to you being a professional now too. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, LA, I still haven't played with anybody professionally that shoots the ball as well as you do, just so you know. There uh, we go. There we go. You still got mm-hmm. that. Um, no, I mean, Jared, I think, uh, to say there I'm going to, I'm going to, nice. I'm going to toot the Luke Dolvich horn a little bit. Um, Basically, yes, from, this is the part maybe, of the show where we were waiting to get to. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. Maybe not we're from. Here. Maybe not from uh, day one because I do remember your visit. And so, just to rewind a little, my my freshman year roommate was another walk on named Travis Rice, um, who can shoot the ball pretty dang well and was a good scout team guy as a redshirt for us. And so when Luke came on his visit. Travis decided to transfer. His dad um, got an assistant coach job at University of Washington. He followed his dad up to Seattle. Um, so when Luke came on his visit, it was kind of a janky setup because a bunch of guys weren't on campus. So we played, ended up playing four on four with like two managers playing. It was um, awful. But nonetheless, Luke had like a manager, I think, gardening part of the time, but was cooking, like hitting hitting a bunch of like threes and like he's getting some open shots. So like, oh, this guy you know, can shoot. He can be like, you know, Travis was for us. Um but then it didn't take too long after you physically got on campus and started, we started playing pickup and got into the team practices that you could see like, Oh, this dude shoots better than like anybody on the team for sure. And anybody, you know, most people have ever been around. Um, and Luke and Nick cooked when they were on scout team as red shirts, 
cooked our starting five and backups unlike anything you've ever seen. And like everybody that was there can attest to it. Assistant coaches talked about it like at the time, like I've never seen this. This is not, this doesn't happen. This shouldn't happen. But the thing was, is that year we were literally the worst three point shooting team in the country. And we had two 40 to 50 to, I don't even know what you shot this year, Luke, but you know, we had Luke and Nick sitting on the sideline, not playing, probably not that like either you were quite ready, like as redshirts, like I think that it was good for you probably to redshirt, but also we were the worst shooting team in the country with the two of them sitting there doing nothing. And then torching with, with warm ups on. <laughs> yeah. And then torching us every day in scout team along with, uh, Galen Burenick and Darius Carter, who yeah, Darius was probably 24, 25, like all conference division two guy would have been probably would have been our best guard that year. No BS. And Galen yeah. just came off playing three, two or three years professionally. Like we got smacked almost every day. And then I think Aziz <laughs> was the fifth and Aziz would just like get an obnoxious rebounds, offensive rebounds and just put yeah. back. It was a nasty was combo. Fun. It was fun. It was a fun year. It was definitely a fun year. Um, All right, bro. I have two questions. Oh, well, yeah, go, go ahead. Luke. Then, no, go ahead, Luke. Finish your thought. I was going to say, so, wow. so I feel like you talked about, like, Wes making it hard on the freshman the first day, and then you talked about there was a moment in like everyone's career probably where they like question if they're in the right spot that was all the first day for me um i remember i was like all right i'm gonna get here early i'm gonna get some shots up like get warmed up be ready to go west came over to me he got my ball out the net he was like getting some extra shots before practice yeah i was like yeah you know i'm just trying to be ready threw my ball to the other side of the gym and i was like all right like i don't even know the guy yet this is crazy and then proceeds to put me through an hour and a half of straight closeouts and blackhawk drill and like these two don't know blackhawk i know you do but tried to kill me and then i remember i'm pretty sure i told jared when i got back i was like i'm not gonna make it bro but then like that first week was miserable i remember we played pickup i never got picked up for a team i'll just shoot free throws on the side and stuff and then galen came and played because with a pickup with us that weekend and he was like no you're on my team get over here like all this he's like shoot the ball when, when i get you open he's setting like the meanest screens of all time yes and like i started hitting shots and then that's when Brooks picked up. He was like, I'm picking L.A. He picked me like second or third pick because he was like, I don't think people are going to pick him, but like I got to get him. And me and Brooks would run off like the entire pickup like session and not lose because it was just us two. And then same with Nick. He would, he would find a way to get us three on the same floor. And it very, was funny. We were... Very important thing to mention, though, is that at this time, um, Coach Murph had an incentive. Whoever won the most pickup games each week got gro- free groceries. Like the 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 ops guy would go to the oh, store God, and buy like hundred dollars <laughs> worth of gro- no. There was like a cap limit. It was like a hundred bucks or seventy five bucks worth of groceries. And so like, that, that like, literally hey, can't pickup. be. Legal. It was like, hey, I need to win these games so I can get my groceries this week. And like I said, we did not have shooters. And I was like, okay, no one's gonna pick Luke and Nick. So I'm gonna have the two best shooters on the court, and then. Like I'll get a, two other guards in a in another bit or wing or whatever, and we'll run it. And we kind of did, I yeah. think, quite a bit. No, we definitely did. It was hilarious too because people would get pissed. Like and like you said, like it caused problems having the scout team being we were doing well because I remember there were a lot of lot of coach player fight interactions that happened. Like you guys ran a lot because we were winning, and like there was a lot of bickering going on because of it. And then like I remember Coach Dunn will always be like, "Look what hit that shot, right?" And I'm over there like, "What's the right answer to this question?" Because like I can't be like, "Yeah," but then like obviously our player didn't, so I can't just like throw him under the bus. But uh, it it was a, it was a fun year, and like 
you were actually kind of the voice you and you and Aziz because his red shirt got pulled the year before. Also, we're like, don't let him pull your red shirt. Like, I don't care how bad we are. I don't care what it, he's like. Use this year to your advantage. And so, like, I don't even think they even asked me because they kind of knew that I wasn't going to. But that was where I was at. I was like, no, nah, like, I'm good. I'm going to use my year. I'm going to save it. Yeah, I mean, and I think I told you, I think I told you and Nick many times like don't pull. first of all like at that point i don't think either of you had been guaranteed a scholarship so it's like what you're no. gonna pressure and i don't even have a uh i'm not even paid for next year yeah. that's one but also it's like by the point that they would have done it, it was like we already knew we were not gonna be very good like yeah. we, were, we won like six games that year and it was like okay if, if luke plays do we then win like seven like do we win an extra game or two and it's like okay but we still at that's still eight wins you know so I was right. like, hey you guys need to like keep keep this year and be fresh from next year. And yeah, thank you. That hold you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't still be in college. I don't think you'd be like yeah, you know, no, wouldn't have dragged this out. Yeah, yeah. twenty four. Sorry, all right, Jared. Yep, it's that time. Yeah, go ahead, man. All right, Brooks. I want your favorite. I have two questions. I want your favorite LA story. It can be basketball or non basketball related. That's the first question, and then I have a second question. So. Best LA story can be anything. Best LA story. Gosh, I don't even know. Uh we spent a lot of time together, so like there's there's probably like there's it's probably a bunch of, but like off the top of my head, you know, like I don't I don't have any like one time where like a ridiculous LA thing just happened. I mean on court stuff was like literally like I would say uh him killing us in Scout was like by far the, the biggest like takeaway from right. like, on the court shit. But I mean by right, the time, let's let's hear an off let's hear some off court then. Yeah, yeah, let's hear some off court stuff. Well, you know, at one at one point in time, there was a a group of uh, guys called Team Wonderbread that operated around Flagstaff. Uh, as you might guess, it was made up of myself, Luke, Nick, and did we have anybody else? Or was it was just the three of us. I don't know. I think it was really just the three of us. Three of us. Kai wasn't involved. Team Wonderbread. Team Wonderbread. <laughs> and Team Wonderbread used to go on, you know, group dates, movie dates together. Yeah, uh, we used to do all sorts of stuff. It's Team Wonder Bread. I'm glad. So I, don't have, I, I don't have one particular time, but like, uh, that's a great. That was perfect. That's exactly that's what the, I was that for. game. There's, that that game, guys. Team Wonder Bread is all I needed to hear. Yeah. There's another story that I'm surprised you didn't bring up because you gave me a lot of. <laughs> uh, I think it was Aziz's birthday where, and I was we were at a party and I wasn't drinking and. I had an Arnold Palmer in my cup, so it looked like it was alcohol, just so everyone wouldn't ask me, like, what are you drinking, what are you drinking? And you came up to me, and you were like, LA's not drinking. Don't let him fool you. I was like, bro, what are you, why are you blowing my cover? I probably don't. I probably didn't bring that up because I probably had had, like, 10 drinks myself. LA. <laughs> yeah, that's probably out. true. I just remember you were like, what are you, what's in your cup, bro? It looks like alcohol. I was like, uh, don't worry about it. You're like, you're not drinking. I was like, hey, I knew you weren't guilty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, team wonder bread team wonder bread is the best thank you yeah no, that was team good. no wonder bread. at one point I, me and nick were like planning out la's 21st birthday like where we're gonna take him drinking and la's like dude i don't even need to drink i'm like dude you're getting drunk on your 21st it's like we're gonna we're gonna make you do it i don't think we called me the next day no we we didn't because we played arizona either i think it was the day before my birthday the 21st and i remember coach ozen was like you're gonna finally go buy yourself a beer and i was like no coach oh like just got spanked like I'm, I'm gonna be all right tonight like it's just not gonna happen yeah yeah but i don't know if that sufficed your 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 need there jared it yeah. did wonder bread is that's gonna go down in infamy 
Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. That um, used to be my PlayStation name, Wonder Bread LA. Wow. Now here's, now here's the question that all the listeners out there want to know. And Brooks, I'm gonna put you on the spot, so I'm sorry. So you you made some comments about uh Luke's shooting ability. Mm-hmm. Is Luke out shooting Peyton Pritchard? Uh you know, I've thought about this before, <laughs> right right now. We've talked about it. We've talked about it. It's uh I don't know, it's tough. Like because because here's the thing, like if you put uh Steph and Clay Thompson together in practice every day, like Steph wins some, Clay wins some. I think that's probably the outcome you'd have if you like put the two of them in a gym together. Like either you're one. You're trying to be you trying to be the mayor of Westland or something? It sounds like you're, to, that was like a that. real political I would say uh LA is probably better off of the catch, and I would say Pritch is probably better off the bounce. That that's a good assessment. I like that. What is you know? We I used to always ask him this, and he was like, "You got to remember, I've watched Peyton shoot since we were little kids." And I was like, "All right, that's not what I'm asking. Like, <laughs> who's a better shooter?" And well, like, you know, you usually give Peyton the nod, so I, I appreciate I appreciate that answer, man. Yeah, yeah must because he's on the walk on pod. Yeah, the yeah, camera yeah, changes. Got to respect yeah. the pod host. No, uh, yeah. I mean, when we were in high school, we used to do this drill called two minute shooting, where you'd have um, one basketball and just how many threes can you make in two minutes with one guy rebounding for you. And it was like, you could get over like 20. That was like considered like the, the benchmark. And most guys would like not stand directly under the rim. You'd stand in case you missed. And I remember one time Peyton was like, don't just stand under the rim. And he made 37 out of 37 on that. That's but nice. I've also seen LA make, you know, 47 out of 50 on, you know, 50 shots. So it's like, I mean, we're splitting hairs, but both hey. shoot the crap out of the ball. Yeah, I appreciate are the Celtics, it. Are the Celtics going to get it done? They kind of caught the L tonight. Yeah, I hope I hope they get it done. I'm uh I'm shipping up or shipping out to Miami Saturday, so I'm yeah. It's, to, uh, it's interesting. You didn't want to go to the Boston games. You wanted to go to the Miami games. Well, so. I am. I'm I'm flying up to Boston after game three and four. So I'm I uh, okay. if uh, when Boston takes the next two, you know what happened. I'm the I'm the traveling good luck charm. So uh, hopefully they can take care of business. Yeah, maybe, right. hey, might be honest. It might be the walk-on pod luck. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll By the time this episode comes out, we'll know too. So that's true. Guess we'll find out. Right. Um. Okay. So now, boom. Done with college. Done with LA stories. Boom. Now you're a pro. What has been like the biggest thing that you took from being in college that has made you someone that's reliable as a professional? Yeah. I mean, I think. Uh... I think the habits you develop in college definitely translate to being a professional. And I would say even to like double down on that, like um, however, how disciplined you are not in college will like double as a professional, because when you're in college, you have every person in a position to like basically make your life as easy as possible. You have an academic person that helps you with class. You have a study hall, you have assistant coaches that, will come in or managers or GAs that will come in at literally any hour of the day, rebound for you, put you through a workout, do literally anything you ask. Um, you have managers that are like doing your laundry and like taking your towel and wiping your ass if you ask them to. And uh, when you get overseas, that's not necessarily the case. Like I've had assistant coaches where they're I'm like, hey, like, can we get shots? And like they'll, they'll rebound for you for like five or ten minutes and they're like, hey, let's, let's get out of here, you know, or um, – uh, the club I played for this year, we had 
like they put the rims up for practice in the gym and the guy who has to take the rims down has to go home, you know? And so he's like, Hey, when can you finish so I can go home? Or like, Hey, I'm going to my other job. Can you, you got to get out of here. And they just take the rims down. So there's like times where like literally you want to work on your game and get better. And there are things physically holding you back from doing that. And so I think if you're not disciplined, you don't have like really good habits and you're not consistent when you get overseas, you, you either are talented enough to skate by, but you never reach your potential or you aren't talented enough and you're going to fall apart. Um, but the guys who I think have long-term success are pretty diligent with the way they work. I like that. That was very, very well said. Um, what has been your favorite place that you've played at? Or it doesn't even have to be your club, but like even if like an away game or something like that, like what, is, what has been one of your favorite places to be at? Um, so I would say like, terms of like physical arena or just like city or like place to be uh both or either whatever whatever comes to your head i would say uh when i was i was down in mexico for four months from like july to november that was a pretty fun experience they had great fans um club was really professional did a really good job good coaches enjoyed the teammates and all that stuff and then um when i was in frankfurt i was hurt for a portion of the year and we had a tough season basketball wise, but I would say living out there was pretty cool. Um, best like arena. Um, I would say Bayern Munich's gym. It's, a, it's an older gym, but um, in Munich, Germany, they've got a, a big EuroLeague arena. It was, it was a pretty cool place to play a game. Yeah, that's dope. I was going to say, I remember when you would repost your stuff from Mexico, it looked pretty live in there. Like it looked real involved with the fans and everything. So I thought that was always super cool. Yeah, it was very lively. They always want to take photos of after games, and fans are pretty rowdy. You know, they have a two-for-one cervezas um, deal, usually at our home games, and so um, usually draws yeah, a, little, a good crowd. A little toasty. Yeah. Um, all right, so now now the question we all want to hear. You, you were a walk-on, right? What about being a walk-on makes you such a good pro? Mm, I would say uh, just – the fact that like when I came in, I was at the bottom, you know, it was like, like literally I was told like, Hey, we have six bigs on our roster. You're the sixth big, you know? And so just like starting from a, you know, a humble spot or basically nothing being given to you and having to earn everything. I think, uh, you know, when you're an import player playing overseas, you don't necessarily have to earn everything. Like there's something like it's, it's given to you somewhat, but it also can be taken away from you pretty easily. Like if you go somewhere and you don't perform or you don't do well, like teams will get rid of you. They'll cut you pretty quickly. So just have that mentality of like, okay, Hey, like I'm going to start and I'm going to play a lot of minutes, but also like I have to perform. So I better like come at this, like it's, you know, I, I got to earn my keep every day to, uh, you know, continue my career basically. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There we go. That was a good answer. I like that. Uh, fellas, what, what what do you got for us? You good? I'm ready. You're ready. Is L.A. Mr. Flagstaff? L.A. Mr. Flagstaff? No, I don't think so. <laughs> that backfired, Tom. I don't think anyone's ever called L.A. Mr. Flagstaff. Yeah, no, because yeah. we had a Charles Burns on our team who actually was Mr. Flagstaff. Charles, Bur- Charles, Charles Burns knew more people in – not the nine months that I was with him in Flagstaff than I knew in four years being Flagstaff. That's no joke. That's right, Tom. You can 
You're you're Mr. Oh, Wherever just accept, you're just Mr. Salt Lake man. I just had accepted Tom. I, I will say I, I never saw LA after he you know buzzed the hair and went beard and he might have been more flagstaff after that might have been That's what I'm saying. I might have missed that. I'm saying man. It was during COVID I, though, so there wasn't the, much. Had like... a nice comb over and the clean shaved face <laughs> when I was in flag. Oh, I guess we'll never know, right? I don't know. There's still time. Think... Flagstaff's yeah. not going anywhere. Okay. Um. All right, is it starting five time then? Is that what you're saying? Definitely you starting ready? five time. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, so I want to hear what Brooks. Brooks seemed excited. I want to hear what Brooks yeah, has to say. He's ready. So, so basically, our starting five topic this week. This is one that I've had in the vault for a little bit, um, and I just never proposed it to the guys. And you know, I think it'll be a good episode to bring it out. We're going with starting five athletes that you would let date your sister. Now, again, this can be taken a lot of different directions. I know there was a lot of talk before about how this was interpreted, um, but the guys are excited. The guys are excited. Uh, Brooks, we kick it to you first, right? We're going to go point guard through center, leave the walk on for when we circle back around. Yeah, no. So, I mean, let me preface this with like, I had to get a little esoteric here. And also I don't have a sister. So this was the hypothetical <laughs> Well, it's a you know, great like, word, like, man. I didn't want to just go through and pick the dorkiest guy in each major sport. Hey, the uh, easiest thing to do. LA already said right. that you're that you were all American, man, academic. You don't need to. Yeah, you don't want to make us look dumb, right? Yeah, I, I might have overthought this, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go point guard. I'm going Shohei Otani. You know, mm. <laughs> nice. now, now, with my nice point guard spot. No, I mean the the lead guard's got to be an all around guy. You know play offense and defense um can lead the Show team was at my tryouts man yeah and and uh you know a leader by example and um you know also if he had to be like an in-law you know a quieter guy i don't necessarily need to hear him chirp all the time you know so that's why <laughs> with my that's why i'm my point guard spot and then uh i was going back and forth here but also like is my sister need a full roster of like a full five you know isn't it's it? you know that's but, that's not the word. Nonetheless, word here we go. Here we go. So so my two, I, went, I, went, I went totally I went totally different with the, my shooting guard spot. I felt like I need someone electric, someone that can you know uh, produce. Um, so I went Lamar Jackson. You know, big trust. Um, wow. Okay. And I'm not mad you know, at that. Something you uh, probably haven't thought about with Lamar Jackson is you know this guy's a big time businessman. You know, he, he just negotiated his, his whole thing. Like he, I'm not going to have to worry about money. You know, I'm not going to have to worry about her financial security. So, you know, we're, we're going to be safe for that. So that's my shooting guard. There we go. And then, uh, small forward. I am going a little bit of a, uh, no, actually. Yeah. I'm going to go small forward. Kyle Anderson, AKA slow-mo. Oh wow! Okay, slow mo. You know, I, I can't say I saw this one coming. I need someone who's going to take it slow. You know, we don't need to rush things too fast. <laughs> oh my God, he was ready. Hey, he, he's he's living up to the hype. Yeah, I don't know. This might be Owen. This kidding. This might this be approaching good. Owen level. Yeah. So had to go. Went with uh, Kyle Anderson there. Big big emphasis on you know taking things slow, nice and easy. You know, we don't need to rush into anything. Um. <laughs> And then, and then I really, uh, I really went back and forth with with this one. But at the power forward, I need, I felt like I needed someone who's, uh, you know, can kind of protect, who can kind of be, you know, not necessarily an enforcer, but you know, make sure no one's messing, you know, with my sister, you know. So I went with uh, Trent Williams, you know, the best offensive tackle in football. Oh, 
Wow. A big teddy okay. bear. You know, These a are gentle, very thought a gentleman, out. A gentleman, but someone you know who's who's willing to uh, who's willing to protect uh, wow. and, and make, make sure she's okay. And then uh, at the center spot, um, I'm going Tyson Fury. You know, <laughs> you know, but you got to hear me out. Tyson, Tyson Fury. No, he's not the most handsome guy, but he will. You know, he's willing to fight for her love. You know. Uh, oh, and, and and he really, you know, but and he's a big guy, you know. He actually could probably play center. You know, I mean, this guy's like six nine. It's like actually a good. Center. Wow, like it's a good list. This is yeah. a really good list. Elite and, uh, level list. No, you, I'll, you, I'll hold my walk on spot, but it's yeah, yeah. We'll circle back around. We'll circle yeah. back around. Yeah, all right. That was impressive. That was that impressive. impressive. I, I really was excited about going next. I was gonna volunteer to go next. Now I'm kind of worried. Nah, but I tell I'm, you, man. Go ahead. I'm still gonna go next. Did I, I win last week again too? Well. I, it, I'm not even gonna answer the question. You know. Why does he keep saying again? Why does he? Because he thinks again? he's funny because you said that once when it hadn't been posted yet. So he just thinks yeah. he's funny now. He's an like, old head. Remember? Like, yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't even it's like remember vers- that because I have it's like so the many version names. of a dad joke. Tom, I'm just moving on. Yeah, All right, it was point- a while ago, Tom. Yeah, it's, I'm just making a joke. Uh, point guard. I just want greatness. I want someone that's wholesome. I want the family image. I want someone with legacy that I know that, like, if I end up having a little niece or nephew down the road, like, the the bloodlines are strong. Give me Steph at the point guard. Yeah, I knew someone was going to do it. I'm really glad I didn't. Steph at the point guard. Now, this guy can score, but he's not so much focused on scoring high. He's all about scoring low. So I feel like that he's not going to have high expectations. He's not like a super big guy. So like I don't feel like I'm gonna be intimidated. But I think overall, you know, the world has seen now that he's just a really, really good, genuine, hardworking guy. Give me Matt Fitzpatrick at my shooting guard. Okay. That's a good take. That's a really good take. I don't know how many people will appreciate that take, but I definitely do. Yeah, golfer. Matt Fitzpatrick. Small forward. Now, if I wanna be in the scene, if I wanna, you know, see our family elevate themselves. I feel like this guy is going to be a big-time politician when his career is done. He's accomplished a lot. He's still playing in the playoffs. Give me a Malcolm Brogdon at my small forward. Mm, like that. All-American, wholesome, presidential candidate. Take. Now, if I just need, you know, I just need that all-American-looking guy. I just need someone that maybe I can go out, get around to golf in, throw the pigskin around, and, you know, the place where he plays, it's really cold all the time. So I don't have to worry about my sister, like, you know, being out in a bikini or being out in the weather. She's going to have a big, sturdy coat on. So, you know, give me Josh Allen at the power forward. Yeah. I, I, that's yeah. I, I, I'm, I love it. I really do. He's, 17. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, Josh, Josh Allen at the power QB1. forward. QB1. Yeah, QB1 Buffalo, man. jacket only. Yeah, now, at the play. center position. This guy's anyone that is going to try to steal my sister's heart, like he's there swatting those away, swatting away all the bad energy. Give me Jared Allen, center. Okay. Good hair, right? We got good hair. We got quiet guy, kind of like what Brooks said. I'm, you know, I have to say much, but I know that he's going to protect, protect the house, you know? I like that. That was good. That was a good lineup, actually. Thank you. Um, it's a great like lineup. 
Uh, Tom, you cool if I run off here? I'm excited here. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Okay. And I know Tom's going to really love my point guard here. Um, My point guard, he's uh, – you're going to notice a theme among my starting five here for a couple of people, but uh, this guy's the leader of it. Um, He's a proven family man. He does it at a big stage. Uh, He's not afraid of looking uh, dorky, if you will. And, uh, you know, he's 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 – he's ignited different cities across his career. And I just feel like he's someone that, you know, is a very secure person. Give me Russell Wilson at my point guard. Um, <laughs> I think Russell Wilson is a family man. He's, he's a wholesome guy. He's getting he's it about, done. He's about Jesus. That's true. That's right. Yeah. So give me, give me Russell. He's Wilson. Gonna wait, he's going to wait till marriage. <laughs> I need um, on the airplane to London. That's all I think about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's yeah. He's a good guy at the two. Um, Another guy that has um, led the charge for his country for years, um, oh and an entire country adores this guy. Uh, you know, he he put it on display during the World Cup, and it it wouldn't be it wouldn't be right if I didn't have Luka Modric as my shooting guard here. Nice, um, just a, just a stand up guy who does it at a high level. I need Luka Modric on my list here. Um, at the three, and I was very scared that Jared was going to take this guy. You want to talk about a family man? This guy is a well-documented family man. Um, he does it for the people that, you know, share the same name as him. Uh, week in, week out, does it with a smile on his face. I've never seen anyone say a bad thing about my man Tony Finau at the three. Wow. Um, yeah, just, just, Tony Finau. Yeah, yeah. A, a responsible stand-up guy. You know he would take care of your sister well. Um, at the four, uh, no pun intended, there's a little bit of a curveball for me here. I don't know the sport of baseball too well. I'm not a big fan, but I feel like this guy's in the limelight, and you never hear a bad thing about him. Um, he puts the city of New York on his back. I want Aaron Judge as my power forward. Um, I feel like he's a real stand-up guy. He's clearly a leader in that locker room. And, again, you just never hear bad things about the guy. So I think I think I'm, I'm very confident rolling with him at the four. And at the five um, – Again, he's he's playing in the playoffs, like Jay, Jared said right now. Uh, he's been he's been you know the voice of reason for a lot of things surrounding the sport of basketball and, and male athletics, and I feel like he's not afraid to be you know to be vocal when it comes to standing up for my sister if they were together. Um, he's been around forever. Give me Kevin Love at my center. K Love, what did what did Owen say about K Love today? Um, he said he looks like someone's dad out there throwing outlet passes. <laughs> he kind of does, but uh, yeah, I you know I'm 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 really glad Jared didn't take Tony Finau. I felt like that was my that was my star player, so I'm, I'm very Fair happy enough. about that. Good. Yeah, it's a great pick, great looks. Tom, what you got, bro? You were you were kind of you had some caution on this one. At my one, um, you know, I went I went with a baseball player here. Up and coming, up and coming star. You know, good personality. I think it'd be a lot of fun for the family. I've got, I've got Ronald Acuna Jr., the Atlanta Braves. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Ronald. Not familiar good dude. with his game. I'll take your word. Good for dude. It. Good dude. At the two. At the Great. two, I've got a guy. I've got a guy who, who shows up for his country when the bright lights are on. Some people like to call him Captain America. I've got Christian Pulisic. I think Christian Pulisic is going to take care of my sister and be a great guy for the family, and that's exactly what we need. Captain America. All right, gotcha. Captain America. At the three, I've got a, 
I've got another young star. Um, you know, I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy the fiery personality he brings on the tennis court. And I think I just, I just think he'd be a fun guy to hang around. I'm, I'm being selfish here. You know, I think he'd, I think he'd be, I think he'd treat my sister right, but I want to hang out with this guy, Carlos Alcaraz at the three. Wow. That's, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. At the four, I don't, I don't think much more needs to be said at the four. You know, I think, I think this guy, I think this guy is just probably the right one for my sister. And that's why I'm going with Kelly Oubre. And at the five, at the five, five, we've got the life of the party. I don't have a flag, but I'll throw the sweatshirt. At the five, we've got the life of the party. And that's Killa Trav, Travis Kelsey. You know, I think, so you want, I think man, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey but I think Travis. Kelsey, these feel like some selfish picks here, man. I'm not gonna lie; these feel like some selfish picks. No, I think I think these guys. I think these guys are are perfect for my for my sister plurals sisters. We got two sisters. You just want to hang out with Travis Kelsey? No, no, no. I think Travis is a good dude. I could I could pick Jason if you want me to go with Jason, but I think Travis. I think. I think Travis is the right guy, especially at the. Can I get some more explanation on the Kelly Oubre pick? Uh, you know, the wavy poppy, Kelly yeah. tsunami poppy. Actually, Kelly just seems like a good dude, man. I, I don't, I don't think much more needs to be said. Like, you know, small ball four for us for the lineup. Oh. Um, I think we can go to him when needed, and uh, yeah, I, I just. You know, I just I'm I, Kelly came to tryouts and I was I liked what he brought to the table. That's what I don't know. It's a little suspect. All right, my walk on. At my walk on, you know, I think this guy. I think I think a lot of people get the wrong ideas about this guy, um, especially when it comes to like the dating scene, maybe. Uh, um, and you know, I think it's deeper than that. You know, I don't I don't like I don't like the rap he has. And I think, I think in terms of the dating scene with my sister, it'd be perfect. That's why I'm going with Jordan Poole. Oh. Bro, Tom, we need to – this is an interesting conversation. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know with you, bro. Luke, just go, man. I don't know what happened oh. when his phone cut out, but that was something crazy. Happened. That was really crazy. Nope. Um, my walk on. He's trying um, to recover. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, no. Was that crazy? My, I don't think that was crazy. It feels a little do, not, a do you guys, not get man. on Twitter? Do you not get on Twitter? We got Twitter. a bunch of good guys, man. It feels a little Jordan odd. Poole? Say that. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Poole is underrated in this scene. So so my walk-on pick, um, you know, uh, he's near and dear to my heart. He, uh, he got a... Uh, a good amount of votes this year for teammate of the year. And I think that that goes to show what type of guy he is. You know, he's willing to, you know, not be the the star on his team, but you know, everyone around him appreciates him. And, you know, this, this is the type of guy that I really think would thrive, um, you know, in a world where, you know, you, you, you're clearly appreciated for the type of guy you are. Um, and I'm going to go with my man, Harrison Barnes, uh, like I said, near and dear to my heart. Everyone loves him here in Sacramento, and uh, you know we'll see how this free agency goes here. But I think I think Harrison Barnes deserves the nod here at the walk on. And yes, I was going to sneak a Kings pick in there. I had to. 
You wouldn't let Jordan pull date your sister? I don't really want to talk about it. I just, you know, I just don't really want to talk about it. I'm not going to answer that. I don't have a sister, so. Yeah. Um, My walk on humble roots, humble upbringing, upbringing. He, uh, he has a very discernible skill, skill that all of us appreciate. And he also has diversified his business. And he just looks like an all-around good guy. Give me Duncan Robinson. That's my walk-on. <laughs> no, just Got another you. great, just another great play out of Jared. That's my man Dunk, man. I love, I love oh Dunk. He's a good guy. He got a couple <laughs> minutes tonight. All right, all right Books, what you got? Okay, well, you know, I was thinking walk-on pick. Wanted to go a little bit unexpected, you know? Yeah, no. Under the radar. So, uh, I'm going Brittany Griner for my walk-on pick. <laughs> really? Now, here's the thing. You know, uh, obviously, my hypothetical sister, I'm not sure of her preferences, but, you know, I didn't want to be full, fully, um, you know, too heteronormative. So, I'm going Brittany Griner. Now, you got to think. Did you just make up a word, Brooks? No, heteronormative means like. I deal with this every week, Brooks. You know, I'm um, go ahead. Nice, um, good word, Brooks. Here's the thing, though. But no, in all seriousness, Brittany Griner can get through the tough times, and she overcomes adversity like unlike anybody you've really seen. And that's what you need in a partner. And so, you know, nice. I think that could be a really good fit. I think so, that's a good. That was. That was. I think that was a good pick. Was high level. I think it was that a great pick. I think it's a, a phenomenal pick. I'm kind of mad that I didn't think about it myself. Yeah, um, that's high level. Brooks, no, that was a really – well damn, done. Brooks. That was well, well you yeah. did You did the damn thing tonight, man. You did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. No, I hope no. I hope the, the voters can uh, can can see the thought I put in, you know, when, it, when we're all listed and everything. But, you know. Yeah, man, I hope so too because those they'll just have to tune in. They'll just have to tune in, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Brooks, I don't think we uh, – had the pleasure of getting out on the golf course together. Uh, do you, how, how, what, what's that swing looking like for you? Do you, uh, do you ever golf? You know what? The, the, uh, the, uh, six foot nine frame isn't the best for golf. You know, I need custom clubs, but, uh, I do, I do have, have, uh, set the clubs. I don't get out on the course too often, obviously being out of the country, uh, most of the year, but during the summer months, I, uh, get out every once in a while. My, uh, my younger brother does, uh, you know, like, works on the greens crew at a at a local course so we get out there once in a while and get after it but uh i'm by no means a uh a good golfer and you're, you're in the right place then man I'll tell yeah you you're, you're in, in the, the you're in the right place luke's a great golfer i have some great advice for you you talked about trying to find someone to date your sister and if you want to win a date you just need 50 chips a night the marriage will be ordained by the state because chipping gets your proposal right. Mm. Well done, man. That was really well done, actually. Okay. Was, uh, wow. Yeah. 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 That hit, That was like the Brittany Griner pick. That was like. I, I wouldn't. Don't, I don't, 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 don't like elevate. Oh, don't diminish that. Brooks. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. My fault. Yeah. I mean, no, no, you did well, but not, you know. Yeah. It was yeah, like the was Jordan special. pool pick. That was good. Uh, <laughs> Did you yeah, did you not see what happened plan. with yeah? Did you not see what happened with with the ice spice date? Did you not see that? No, I'm well aware. Okay, all right. I'm just making <laughs> yeah. sure. So, just I mean, sure if you had I mean, that's <laughs> a lot of my, yeah. That's so you want your you want sister. you want you want your sister to treat right. Treat <laughs> yourself. You spent that on my 
What if he spent that on my sister? Like, I'm I'm not touching that. I'm not. He just wants to get shots there. up with, with Jordan. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. I mean, Jared, Jared, like, whatever, whatever. We can. No, go ahead, man. It's your time. Now. No, I mean, he said, "Did you see the Ice Spice date? That's a lot of money that he spent on Ice Spice. Like, clearly, think, he cares." And there's a reason for that. Yeah, well, maybe my reason. Maybe my reason is that I'm thinking he spent the money is different from yours, and that's why he's on my roster. Okay. Yeah, man. I'm just gonna let it be at that, Tom. I'm gonna let you rock, young guy. Yeah. All right, man. In any in any event, Brooks. Uh, appreciate you coming on here, man. I mean, I enjoyed, I didn't talk as much as I normally do probably this episode, but I really enjoyed listening to your story and where you came from. It's pretty cool to see like, and obviously Luke's told me about you and I know how successful you've been as a pro, but it's pretty cool to see like where you came from to, to get where you are now, at least listen to it. And so I, I'm, I'm grateful you could come on here and share that story with us. We, we enjoy stories like yours a lot. So Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was good to uh, come on and, and share and chop it up a little bit with you guys. No doubt. When do you uh, when do you head back out? Um, I just got back a week ago, and then um, I will probably I'm not I'm not signed anywhere right now, but uh, usually like between the first week of August and sometime in the month of August, usually is when uh, when I'll be leaving. But yeah, big time. August tenth, fifteenth is pretty pretty standard. Big time. Well, good luck to you this next upcoming season. We expect great things. Friend of the pod, we'll be watching. So yeah, thanks, Brooks. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'll be tuned in uh, to as many as I can listen to whenever I'm on a long flight. You know, I always know where I can turn for a good listen. So there we go. Love it. I love it. Love it. This has been your favorite walk on. We're walking out.